welcome to the Adelan Rising podcast. We're your hosts, Sarah and Doc and Adam. Uh, it's been a while since we've chatted, guys. We've got a lot to cover today. Um, I'm going to start with some uh, inhuman uh, television show news uh, since we last talked. Um, we now have a solid premiere date of September 26, 2017 uh, for um, the episodes to air on ABC. And, and we've had a rumor of um, the casting announcement being at uh, San Diego uh, San Diego Comic Con uh, 2017 as well. Um, that hasn't been confirmed, but it is the rumor. Uh, in other now, news, is, is go the, ahead. Um, now the, the 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 debut on ABC is in late September. Will will they will it air in uh, selected IMAX theaters before that? Yeah, the first two episodes are going to be on Labor Day weekend for two weeks, so they're going to come out. Um, on Labor Day weekend, they'll be in theaters for two weeks, and then they'll air on ABC. Can't wait. Don't wear white after Labor Day. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. Say that again? I said don't <laughs> don't wear white after Labor Day. That's, that's all I know. That's, so. that's right. <laughs> they celebrate Labor Day in the UK? No. So you can wear white all year long? Uh, yeah. What does that have to do with Inhumans? Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Other, other news. <laughs> There's been a lot of other news. You <laughs> have a lot it. of other news. Um, we've got the announcement of three new uh, Inhumans titles uh, coming out of Resurrection. Uh, we've got Royals by Al Ewing and John Boy Myers, which I have very high hopes for if it's anywhere near as good as the Ultimates have been. Um, I'm really excited for that title. As am uh, I. So in that, we've got the, the cast is going to be... Um, only four of the royals. We've got Black Bolt and Medusa, Crystal and Gorgon. They're going to be joined by um, Swain. Thank goodness, because I was, I was hoping she wouldn't be forgotten. She's one of my favorites from all new uh, Inhumans. And then um, also Flint. Is it Flint? Flint, yes. Yes, Flint. And then we've got uh, Marvel Boy, um, who's an interesting addition. We'll see what, what his plan is. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Marvel Boy is a, a, a long... Uh, well, he was introduced about a couple, about last ten years ago, in a, a wonderful uh, miniseries by um, by Grant Morrison. Um, he's like a time displaced Cree um, scientist kid, and um, I, actually, I'm a big fan of this character. So, whereas I was a little bummed to see uh, Karnak not involved in the series. I, th- I think um, it's a good consolation prize to have Novar there because uh, Marvel Boy is very cool. So, so just a quick question about Royals: um, Is that essentially good? is that replacing Uncanny Inhumans, or is Uncanny Inhumans continuing? We don't. Yeah, because I, I haven't mm. seen anything uh, announced about Uncanny Inhumans. You'd hope it'd carry on, but no, I, I'm of I'm suspecting that it will replace Uncanny as the official flagship. Um, uh, we do have confirmation that Charles Soule will be stepping down from the Inhumans titles following oh, IVX. I did not uh, hear that. Yeah, neither did I. That? that that was reported on on IGN.com. Um, and you know maybe he's not. Uh, that was what I was led to believe, and. Um, Sucks. But it it's sucks. entirely possible. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does suck. It's entirely possible that 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 um, Uncanny will continue on. Maybe be relaunched. Maybe not. Um, looking forward to finding out. I, I think I, I do hope that um, Charles Soule sort of, you know, has has best of luck with whatever he goes on to afterwards. But you know, he's been kind of like the the main guy behind in human since what 2014 so yeah yeah kind of, yeah so yeah. um another book we've got um coming out is we've got black bolt by uh i'm gonna butcher this salinum ahmed who is thank a, you a, a science fiction author i think this will be his first foray into comic book writing um but he's best known for a series of novels called uh, Throne of the Crescent Moon, which I haven't read, but I hear it's fantastic. I'll have to pick them up. Yeah, I think I'll it as well. And um, uh, the art will be by Christian Ward. So this is going to be another book to really um, look out for. Apparently the premise of this one is uh, Black Bolt is stuck in an intergalactic prison. Okay. Intergalactic? That's what I've been hearing. He's, he's stuck, at, but it might not be intergalactic because... Um, 
He's going to have... Um, his cellmate is the absorbing man. Yeah, so maybe not. Someone's, I read somewhere it was intergalactic, but someone's not coming back from Royals. Someone's going to apparently die, so we'll have to see. Is it going to be another, oh, Black Bolt's dead? Oh, no. Oh, wait, actually, he's you know a mile away. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> um, and then the last title that was uh, announced was Secret Warriors. Um, that's going to be by Matthew uh, Rosenberg and Javier uh, Garon. And uh, the cast for that's really kind of polarizing we've got in one hit corner we've got um quake uh, aka daisy johnson or daisy johnson aka quake however you want to look at that we've got karnak <laughs> and we've got um inferno so dante dante fans rejoice inferno will be featured in this book and then on the other end of things we've got miss marvel and moon girl and i'm missing another character i do believe and i don't know who it is Devil um, yeah Clifford. Oh, oh, I love. No, there's gonna there's somebody else too, and I can't remember who it is. There's, I think there's a sixth cast member. I don't know who it is. Um, I have to admit that's the one book I hadn't actually seen the news on. So, thank I'm, you for that. I'm actually kind of excited about it. Um, I liked how Matthew Rosenberg wrote uh, Quake in uh, the Shield 50th anniversary one shot. So yeah. I know he'll be doing Daisy a lot of justice. Um, I kind of people are complaining that you know it's not really secret if you've got Miss Marvel and Moon Girl on there, and who would let a nine-year-old girl on a superhero team? Who would? Uh, I know, right? She's got a dinosaur. You want the, you know? How can you not have them? It does. What's going to eat everyone? There's, there, there's definitely going to be that's that actually I think is going to be a very interesting book to watch. Um, Should be fun. One. Um, no word. Um, then we also still have going forward. Well, we don't know about Uncanny Inhumans, but we'll still have Mosaic, Miss Marvel, and Moon Girl going forward as the Inhuman books. Um, and also recently, uh, Sana Aminat was inter- doing an interview with ABC, and she mentioned that there are going to be more Inhuman books announced. So we'll try and uh, get that news to you guys as soon as we hear anything. So that's uh, interesting. I, I would imagine that. Out. That when the ser- when the TV show comes on, Marvel's going to want to have at least one book on the stands in which the name Inhuman is in the title. Yeah, you'd have thought so. Um, so you'd think perhaps- so. So it could be that Uncanny Inhumans might continue, but then you've got maybe they'll put Karnak and on that team, and um, maybe they'll have Max and Triton, and then you'll have the other ones from All New. Maybe they'll have um, you know Panacea and well Grid is back with his family now as of the Uncanny Inhuman annual, but they'll mm-hmm. have maybe... Um... Well, I think the, 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 the character that, that most fans would like to see is Reader. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Reader and, and... Well, I'm I might be the only one who loves Frank as much as I love Frank. But no, they could true. certainly be continuing Uncanny Inhumans, certainly the three of them. I mean, pe- more people want Reader. You might as well keep the title and have Reader and Frank and Panacea and whoever else in it that'd be kind of interesting well these three these (laughs) these three new titles will be premiering in the spring following the end of ivx and you know if if they do well right off the bat i could totally see um a new just plain inhumans without an adjective uh being launched that perhaps um headlines iso and and reader and frank and the other characters who are thus far not don't have a place in any of the new books right um, now well, don't, don't, um, it was said for secret warriors that they are going to be adding more non-inhuman characters to that book down the line so we <laughs> don't want any non-inhumans okay. I, I was about to say don't marvel sort of like um do like their two big pushes twice a year and it's essentially sort of spring and then autumn pushes and that's when they release all their new books and that kind of sort of stuff so i i would assume we're going to see a new book next september Easily. Pro- absolutely. I'm really excited for Royals, though. That that one, I'm, yes. I'm really excited about. Um, I'm, excited. I'm excited for all of them. The only thing I'm not excited about, and this is... Uh, I, I, I mean, I appreciate the announcement. It's very exciting. But um, it, it kind of makes IVX feel perfunctory, like we already know how things are going to end. <laughs> well... Yeah, I, I, I can see where you're coming from because, I mean, AVX ended exactly the same way, though, didn't it? I mean, you yeah. came out of AVX and it was like, well, what's changed? I mean, 
<laughs> the other, I mean, with all of these resurrection titles that uh, uh, Royals, Black Bolt, uh, Secret Warriors, there's also a bunch of X-Men uh, books that have been announced. And um, just looking at the looking at those X titles, <laughs> it, it seems like the X-Men are are going to be the uh, the the victors in the IVX deal. Yeah, yeah. Either, yeah, and I guess the premise of the Royals is they're going across space because they need to find out more things about Terra Genesis that they're missing. And apparently that's part of Novar's role in that book is that he from where he was in his home world and universe is that he knew that there's a step of Terra Genesis that the Inhumans are missing that he knows about, but. And that they're trying to find. So um, apparently Ronan's going to be making an appearance in this book. Uh, And they'll be visiting the Kree, destroyed Kree homeworld of Hala as their first stop. So. Okay. So I think think it's just a a case of, uh, you know, all these new books, just uh, play bingo with them and just pick and choose (laughs) whichever one you want. (laughs) So. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Bingo, especially with IVX. Okay. Um, so there was just a, just a quick note I wanted to say about the website because you know regardless of uh, me the amount of time I've been playing Pokemon for, I have done a little bit of work on the website now. Um, so it's a little bit more user friendly. So if you want to go and visit it, it's um, www.atalanrising.com. So that's that's all it is. For, that's all from me. Yeah, thank you, seeing, Adam. Uh, yes, thank you, Adam. That's right. Um, You'll be seeing more in-depth reviews um, from Doc about um, comics, um, and news will go up as as we get it. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, it's much I mean, easier to navigate now. <laughs> the only the only issue I think we have with news is we all do sort of work for the through the day, so <laughs> we're, occasionally we're a little bit late with it. But you know, this is so. On that, let's uh, talk about the comics because we've had quite a few Inhuman books come out since we last recorded, and we didn't talk about any Inhuman books when we last recorded. Yeah, so the TV um, show. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, so let's start off, I guess, with a uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. We've uh, had the revelation that uh, Lunella Lafayette um, at the end of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur was it number thirteen? Uh, Twelve. Twelve. Okay, uh, number twelve. Um, Lunella solved the banner box in a record amount of time, much to um, Amadeus Cho's uh, <laughs> chagrin, dismay. I would think. Yeah, dismay, because now he's the eighth smartest person in the world instead of the seventh. And Lunella has proven herself to be the uh, smartest person in the MU. So that brings us to issue number 13, where uh, basically, you know, she kind of has to think about what that could mean herself and double dinosaur it's a it's a really fun issue it's a um uh, uh just a, a i mean i know so many kids both young and old who would who would just be tickled to this notion of, of being you know nine years old and declared smartest person in on earth um and <laughs> it's just a wonderful wish fulfillment story i think it's a, a lot of fun yeah, I think she felt a little bit vindicated, you know, um, with how, uh, you know, like how she was in the first arc to find out that this is true. I think she's feeling a little vindicated. My favorite panel, though, in that in that issue of 13 was she's walking down the street with uh, with Amadeus Cho and she's being very smug and Devil Dinosaur is also extremely smug about it. <laughs> and I thought that was fantastic. Just a smug yeah. dinosaur. Uh, Natasha Bustos <laughs> is such a phenomenal artist, and I love what she does and how she makes a dinosaur so expressive. It's it's fantastic. The the whole creative team from uh, Amy Reader and, and Brennan Montclair right down to uh, Tam- Tamara Bonvillain on colors and Natasha Bustos on art. It's such a it's the synergy the four of them have together. They just it's just such a wonderful book. Uh, the way that the writing complements the art and um, I couldn't recommend it high enough. Yeah, no, I mean, people might say, oh, it's a book for kids. It really isn't. If you just want a book that's just plain fun and just leaves you happy at the end, it's you yeah, need to read Moon Girl. It's just so, so good. It's appropriate for younger readers, but not, it is. not just for younger readers. Exactly. Yeah, I have to admit, Moon Girl and Devil Dice is one of those books that I haven't actually got yet, but the previews I've always Ooh. seen have always been really good, so... <laughs> 
Ten uh, demerits for you, Adam. Sorry. Yeah, I, you I can't will... you you can't not love it. You'll read it and you just you literally cannot love that like yeah. not love that book. You'll you will just fall in love with it. Yeah, no, I will. And... Uh, I'll try and pick it up between now and the next time we record. So. And those of you out there who, well, no one listening to this podcast will f- will fall into that category, who aren't big fans of the Inhumans. <laughs> Lunella herself is not a big fan of the Inhumans, and uh, she she's still quite angry that, uh, uh, in regards to her Inhuman ancestry and and the way it's affected her, um, and which she has, uh, which she's entirely have the right has the right to to of believe, course. Um, and and. <laughs> But one of the things I think that makes her so happy in this this particular issue is that her her intellect has has not is in no way shape or form affected by her being by her inhuman powers. Um, that right, she, that was there from before she even went through Terra Genesis. So yeah, there we go. Next yeah. up was uh, Miss Marvel number thirteen. Um, Another fantastic read, um, although it 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 came out about two weeks too late, perhaps. Um, it's kind special. of a it's an election special oh, um, that uh, um, really. I like how you call it that. I don't know. I'm amused by that. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, it, it takes uh, what it all centers around uh, the mayoral election in Jersey City. Um, that so is not the being... overall election, then. <laughs> no, no, they 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 leave smaller the scale. Yeah, yeah, smaller scale. They, they leave the pres. Although it might as well be about the presidential election. Um, anyway. the Jersey the the mayoral <laughs> election in Jersey City has been um, has has been uh, gerrymandered by Hydra by um, by Doctor Faustus and his cronies to try um, and. Um, and put Chuck Worthy, the Hydra hipster, into the mayor's office of Jersey <laughs> City. <laughs> um, and uh, the way they've done this is they've um, they've re- redistricted and uh, they've they've altered all of the voting districts um, in in Jersey City uh, to so to um, minimize certain voting demographics and whatnot. And it's actually. Very similar to what happened in North Carolina this last <laughs> November. Um, now, the Marvel Universe is a place where justice actually occurs, and uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, oh, this <laughs> burn, Ms. Burn, yeah, Miss <laughs> Marvel and her buddies um, are able to uh, get out the vote and and create uh, uh, such a surge in voter turnout that. All of Hydra's uh, gerrymandering is uh, overwhelmed, and a third-party candidate who seems to be this combination of uh, Jill Stein mixed with Tammy Duxworth um, is elected mayor, and everything has a happy ending. Um, it, it, it's a it's a really fun issue. The the art by uh, Marika Andolfo, uh, with colors by Ian Hearing, uh, is fantastic. It's it's just a fun read and a nice balm to cool your nerves after a very tumultuous U.S. election, or just you know calm your joy. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Sure. We completely um, we are completely unbiased on this show, except for me. I'm absolutely biased about those things. <laughs> uh, just, just. I just um, try not to talk about it. Um, just, just to talk about Miss Marvel, I actually got um, the Miss Marvel omnibus, um, oh, which was sort of like the, the slew of omnibuses that were coming out from uh, the recent books, at least since twenty fourteen. It's um, it, I, I haven't actually opened it very much yet, so I just turned around. So another ten like demerits. Yeah, but <laughs> Adam, <laughs> you're my... failing here. You're really letting Doc down. <laughs> but um, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it as soon as possible. It's just finding the time really. So. You're in for a treat. Marvel Unlimited, that's what I have. Like, I should just catch up on Marvel Unlimited, guys. I'm a big fan of it. You should we, get we it. Are not, we are not at all paid or asked to advertise Marvel Unlimited at all. No, but it's it is just, useful. It is useful. So, yeah. so, no, no, $99 um, a month, something like that. It's a, I, I paid like 60 or something. It was a deal they had going on. So it was like 60 for a year subscription. And I have like thousands and thousands of comics to read. So I just need to um, wait for the value of the pound to go up. 
<laughs> Literally. Um, so that moves us on to uh, Uncanny Inhumans 15 and 16, where we've got a really interesting situation going on. Um, oh, this is, this is This is Sorry. really good. So um, back in uh, Charles Soule's first run of Inhuman in 2014, we were introduced to uh, Oren, who is Frank McGee, who is Frank McGee's partner. She was head of security of New Adelan. Um and she made Frank her partner, and they were tasked by Medusa to find Black Bolt. And um, Oren's power specifically was to be able to, um, I think, either like think a name or um, well, think, think of the word, word specifically, yeah, think of the word specifically, and be able to hear wherever they were, where anywhere in the world. So she could be in New York, and the person could be in Australia, and she'd be able to hear them. Um, so she was able to go right to. Black Bolt, who is being controlled by Maximus, and Maximus um, made Black Bolt say hello, because um, Black Bolt was being mind-controlled, and um, Oren stepped in between Black Bolt and Frank and saved Frank's life, but lost her own. So, just to give you a little bit of a background on this next arc. Um, so, we're going into 15, where... Um, well, well you, should, you should backtrack a little bit, that... Orin uh, has uh, has uh, twin daughters, yes. whom whom Frank assumed a guardianship over after her death. Um, we don't know who or where the father of these girls are, but um, uh, so he he's been essentially raising them. They're about sixteen or so. Uh, neither have gone through Terragenesis yet. Um, they're a handful and great characters, um, and they've been. Uh, uh, They've been devising a plan how to get their mom back. Which two 16-year-old girls trying to get their mom back is probably not going to end well. Especially oh. when Reader, you know, is trying to swing a date. <laughs> <laughs> Cock block. Cock block. He really was. It was great. <laughs> Poor Reader. He's never going to get a date. <laughs> oh, he'll, he'll be able to, to, be to make him. a read. Um, he'll just make a read one day and it'll be like, just a woman will appear. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> well, it did. I, the two, the two, the, the two sisters are named uh, uh, Irel and Tress. And Tress, that's how I say their names. Um, and and Tress has um, sort of um, she's she's uh, made yeah, it things point. so that she's got she's got things so that Reader owes her a favor because she helped him. Um, in finding his dog foray, um, so he owes her big. Um, he also has the ability to create anything out of. Uh, he has reality-changing powers. Anything he reads can be manifested into reality. So they believe that if if they can convince him to read a book that is a complete detailing of who their mom was that she will be manifested back into reality. And that's what they do. It doesn't work out so well. Yeah. No, it no, really didn't. Because at the end of issue 15, um, basically what happens is uh, they uh, give Reader the book to read and, you know, Frank comes and finds them, realizes what they're up to, and he's like, oh, shit, can't, can't have this happen. And uh, when he gets there, it's too late. And we have Aaron curled up on a ball covering her ears because she can literally hear everything because what no one understands. Well, that leads into issue number 16, yeah, 16 which, yeah. which Frank, uh, you want to well, take that what, too? What's happened is that, um, you know, they, uh, they've put together a pretty thorough uh, book detailing who their mom is, but you know, it's not complete. There's lots of, um, uh, Lot, lots of pieces of information, omissions, secrets, forgotten pieces of who she was, and those are represented by literal holes, like voids in her body. Great, great piece um, of uh, visualization from the artist there. I thought. Yeah, the the art is done by uh, Adriano Di Benetto along with R. B. Silva, and uh, it's really, really, it's really neatly done that these these the incomplete the the, uh, the inexactitudes of their of their of the text um, that the girls have put together is represented by these actual holes. She's kind of like a Swiss cheese. It goes. Uh, it's quite more. deep, really, as well. Quite deep, and 
You know, because it, it kind of suggests that these 16-year-old girls, they, even though they are her children, they don't really know their own mother. And that's it's quite deep, no one, I think. Yeah. It's, it's because it's like, you know, you, you wouldn't know your parents before you were born. So you, all the information you have is all the information you've experienced. And I suppose they do have those from others, but... Like, you know, like Sharon just said, story. it's exactly it's yeah, not the she, whole story. She yes. looks at them and in her own inner monologue, she says, I recognize my daughters, but I don't remember having sex. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's a, you know, it's a wolf. Um, so, of course, right of course the she... kids are never going to talk about that because that's just like, oh, no. Well, no one is. Like, yeah. that's the whole point is no one is. And it really comes down to is, you know, the only person who really knows you is as you. what, you know, is you. Yeah. So, and you can kind of see it too, because Oren's got like all these little black like runes coming out of her body too. If you notice that um, in the comic, which was kind of interesting, and you know, no one really knew how her powers worked, so her powers are kind of out of control because everyone thought she could hear everything, she couldn't hear a damn thing, and no one knew how her powers worked, so her powers are like out of control. Well, it's like it's, yeah, because uh, yeah, because nobody could describe them and nobody could give them a specific like. You know, they couldn't pin them down. She can essentially have any power she wants now. That's the way I sort of took it. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, literally what she did. She took Black Bolt's voice. And it's like, well, right. All this is occurring in the confines of the quiet room. Which well, is, yeah, that's true, yeah. Black Bolt's uh, nightclub in Grand Central Station. <laughs> right, and Orange, in her overwhelmed state, very angry that, hey, this dude killed me. Why? <laughs> so she wants to get revenge. Yeah. Now, because she has um, basically unlimited hearing powers, she can actually hear Black Bolt's thinking on the surface of his mind, or in the no, he subvocalizes of his subvocals, and um, so she can hear that that he recognizes her, that he feels guilty for having killed her, that he was he had killed her under duress while under mind control and whatnot, but she's. She's still mad at him. And somehow, through this unlimited sound power, she takes his voice. She takes his incredible sonic destructive powers. And uh, uh, Black Bolt reaches out, grabs her mouth, makes sure she doesn't speak, and turns the others and says, you know, everyone get back. She has my voice. Um, which is pretty frightening because, you know, first of all, no one's ever heard um, Black Bolt Black speak. Bolt and lived to, to tell the tale. And now here's this woman who is um, uncomplete, emotionally probably very uh, compromised, and has the power to speak and destroy everything around her. And that's where the conclusion, the issue ends with the promise of being it's, concluded. Yeah, I, I, I think that we it's can... It's pretty have, heavy stuff. It is, yeah. And it's like it goes a lot deeper than just, you know... Your everyday typical comic book, um, and it, it's kind of a point because how many people have asked? How many of the fans themselves have asked for Orin back? She was only in two issues of of Inhuman, but she resonated so well with the fans. They're like, you got to bring Orin back, and then you have this this powerful like reader. It's got to be one of the most powerful Inhumans out there. Oh, easily, his, yeah. He can read people back into life, and he he made a comment that um, someone said you would do the same for Forey, and he made the comment that was like, "Who says I hasn't? I haven't." See, so, so that's that's what I kind of meant earlier. I mean, why can't he just read a a lady that's you know gonna give him a night to remember? <laughs> Who says he hasn't? <laughs> well, yeah, quite. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's cheating. Well, yeah. um. Soren was actually saying something about this earlier before we started recording that someone asked uh, Charles Soul on Twitter, um, you know, what are the what are the upper limits of readers' powers? Can he just make a read that asks for unlimited reads or unlimited wishes? And and I guess Soul responded that um, he could he could even give himself his eyes back, um, but he chooses not to because. You know, he only wants enough power that he can be responsible for. He, he well, keeps himself Sol's, in check. Soul's actually his... Well, I'm sure that's part of it, but Soul's exact words were um, he's a bit afraid of his power and he doesn't want to unravel the world, which Reader probably could do if he wanted to. So here's a, here's a question for you guys and potentially our audience as well. Because Reader's powers rely on him reading and I assume him 
you know, imagining, imagining. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, so what about when he dreams? It because doesn't affect it. Audiobooks don't affect his power either. He actually stated that in uh, 15. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, so he, he has to point. actually read it through Braille. And I checked it out. The Braille they've been the Braille they've util, they've used is is legit. Um, yeah. So someone's done some real research, which is cool. Um, so is that the letterer? Who's the letterer on that? Because I would think that would be the letterer, maybe. Yeah, I think it's yeah, both, both the artist and the letterer. I would think probably yeah. both. Well, Bra- um, Braille was Braille was quite easy because. Um, Sorry, going back to Pokemon. For you. <laughs> sorry, go, no, go back to Pokemon. It's um, there was a there was a little puzzle in the game. I know it's going a bit off track, but it will make sense in a minute. Um, we had to work out the puzzle by just matching up the Braille letters, and it's it's literally get it's on pretty much I'm pretty sure it's standard across the globe, and it's it's literally just a combination of four or five dots, and it's it's the same, and it's yeah, get the alphabet, you can pick it up off the internet. <laughs> so there you go. There you um, have it. Uh, right. Um, yeah, and so the, the Braille written on his uniform and on his tiles, those are all um, legitimate Braille words. Um, That's good. In any case, uh, the, uh, That's pretty cool. the, the story itself, I think, does a, a really neat job of, of um, kind of exploring the, the, the inexact nature of memory and recollection. Yeah. The, Mm-hmm. The, the whole idea that we can, when we encode information and and recall it, it's it's a reconstructive process that is is so fraught with 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 obstacles. You know, we it's never exact. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it's kind of and sometimes you get uh like you know memories and stuff. It's potentially it's affected by the whole you know rose tinted glasses kind of thing because you're going to remember someone and you remember them as the best person in which they were, you don't right. particularly remember the bad times. And, and yeah, it's, it's, I think it's done quite a job with that. It got a good job. and uh, Yeah, and you happy. get that with Aaron too, because, you know, they had how many people over the, since she had died remember her, but there was a lot of contradictory opinions, I'm sure, in that book. And, yeah. I mean, it's just... And how honest are you going to be with two... You know, girls sixteen year old girls asking, a, "You're going to tell them the best parts and leave out the the worst parts, and and leave out a lot." Um, and so then, and this, then you get an even worse person back. <laughs> you or, know, well, you know, a person who might as well just be a stranger anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's kind of, yeah, I, I, I would like to see how it's going to end. Yeah, I'm and really, it, really interested. I'm glad, I'm glad, because um, technically this this could start IVX tie-ins for. Um, uncanny inhumans but i'm glad he kind of took this you know kind of took a breather between civil war and ivx and just kind of yes i suspect that in human uncanny inhumans 17 the next issue will be the last full uncanny inhumans before ivx that the rest will be tie-ins and that in all likelihood the series will end when ivx ends um so this is a nice swan song if if you want um yeah, I have no idea how he's going to finish it. I, I hope that in some way, shape, or form, Oren does stick around, um, holes and all. I was, I, was, um, I was about to ask you, sorry, I mean, going back to Oren, you know, holes and all and that sort of stuff, does, does, is there a bit of a metaphor in there for the comic book fans in general? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think so, absolutely. I'm not sure I follow. So... So if you read a book and you really enjoy that book, you're going to remember all the best things from it. You know, like um, what's good like for me. Like Aaron from Inhumans, well, yeah, like because she's one of my Inhumans. favorite parts of it. She was, in, she was in two issues, and she struck a chord with so many readers in two issues, and then he kills her off, <laughs> that the fans were really upset about it that we're reading the book. And I just kept asking, are you going to bring Aaron back? Are you going to bring Aaron back? And then he brought her back in Adelan Rising, for the Secret Wars tie-in, yeah, and she was still awesome. For which this, and, uh, for which this podcast is coincidentally named. Uh, yes. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, yeah. like when people think back to the Halcyon days of a certain run of a comic book, and they just they 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 idealize it, and then new books can never live up to that standard. Exactly. Yeah, because I mean, exactly. So, so a good example for me would be um, so a friend of mine recommended the original Civil War, um, and I read it, and I thought. 
well, that was okay. It wasn't great, but he was he was so sort of full on, and he was so happy with it, and he was so sort of. But then he said, "Oh, it was one of the first comic books I read," and I thought, "Well, that's that's your issue." Uh, it was, yeah. you know, you've got rose tinted specs, and it's, you know, it goes back to that again, I suppose. But mm-hmm. right, just like um, for me, uh, X Men will never be as good as it was <laughs> uh, when Claremont and Byrne was writing and I, drawing it. I, I think that's more fact, though. So, uh, I <laughs> Burn. Um. I don't know. I, I quite like the uh, Grant Morrison, Frank Quitely run, but um, I'm the minority there. Sorry. Yeah, so, but. so yeah. So, Uncanny and Humans. If you haven't picked it up, you should because this arc is is very, very, very interesting. Um, got some really heavy stuff to think about. So, how, how many uh, how many lock jaws would you give that uh, doc? <laughs> See, I th- I, I, believe... I would that four, at least. I let's see. I think I give it four and a half out of okay. five lock jaws. Okay. Um. <laughs> so so just just for everybody else, lock jaws is uh, Doc's system of uh, measure of how good a comic book is. So five out of five out of five, which is, is the highest. We we will come back to in a little bit. <laughs> Let's uh, touch up on some uh, Death of X here, I guess. Um, You guys are more familiar with the X-Men stuff than I am. So I I really kind of wasn't disappointed by the ending. I thought it was an interesting ending and way to go, but I'm not familiar with the X-Men characters, so you guys were both kind of disappointed. Yeah, I I think for me it was just kind of a bit of a scapegoat, and it was kind of, oh, well, bad Emma Frost is back, blah, 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 blah. She's been controlling him. Oh no! It, it was just a bit. You and know, she wasn't really controlling him, though. She was projecting him oh, with yeah, her mind. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. She was projecting him, and well, essentially controlling the projection and trying to, you know, kind of yeah. portray her own agenda and that sort of stuff. And it was. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert! Uh, it turns out that that Cyclops had actually perished in the very first issue, and instead of letting. Uh, letting everyone else know that he died, Emma Frost decided to create a psychic visage of him that everyone assumed was real and had him uh, uh, lead a, a a war to destroy the Terrigen Clouds. Um, they succeeded in destroying one of the two Terrigen Well, did they really destroy it or did they just kind of transmute it? Yeah, pretty well, much. They, it was, they changed it, didn't they? They made it so it no longer contains Terrigen. So it's, Which explains uh, so it's just a cloud all then. humans, actually, why they're just falling one cloud if there were two. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, which had me confused at first, but now it makes sense. Um, and then I guess she couldn't keep, you know, she didn't want to keep this uh, ruse up indefinitely, so she had um, this uh, visage of Cyclops um, commit suicide by Black Bolt. So he, he he comes up and is like, you know, let me have it. And he utters a word and Cyclops is seemingly destroyed. Which so, was which was apparently caught on camera, which... Yeah, who someone, knew? Someone was live tweeting. Um, uh, who? We don't know. But um, um, it, yeah, it was caught on camera. So the world thinks that, uh, the, that Black Bolt killed um, Cyclops... Um, which may result in him going to jail. You know, uh, I can't yeah. help but think <laughs> what, that that never would have happened if Crystal and Storm had been the ones to negotiate the whole damn thing. It would have been fine. It never would have uh, happened if it, clearly. if, if, if freaking everyone else hadn't gotten involved. If you just let Storm and Crystal deal with it, it would have been fine. Well, the, the general rule of thumb is if, if terrible things are going on in the Marvel Universe, keep Scott Summers and Tony Stark away from it, and then everything <laughs> will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. I mean, yeah, um, look at Civil War. Sorry. And there you go. In any case, um, uh, the the story ends in a way that very set, very much sets up IVX. The, uh, the, uh, there's still one Terrigen cloud around. It's lethal to mutants. It's crucial to inhumans. There's no getting around a conflict. And that leads us into IVX Zero, which just came out this past week. Um, yeah, so question. Was it this week? Go so, ahead. So question, Doc. Oh, dear. What's with the 1. What is it, 1. 1.5 lock jaws or, or 2 lock jaws or whatever it was out of 5? 
to um, for IPX zero, zero, which I actually yeah. thought was a really good issue myself. Yeah, I, I thought it was really good as well. Oh, well, it, maybe we should. It was a good issue. It is a good issue. The art is great. Um, it's kind of Rockaport, so the, you yes, yes. Wrong. The um, the the dialogue is is snappy, but it's five dollars and absolutely perfunctory. It's it's just a setup. You don't. It's not crucial to read. You can read. Well, no, death. I think it is because there was one little detail that that I don't think was touched on in Death of X, and maybe it's been touched on in the X Men books, but I don't read them. And it, it was that in order for them to cure the mutants from the mpox, is they would have to find an antidote to yeah. each particular gene that the at human had. So they would have to find if if Nightcrawler had, they would have to find the X gene on Nightcrawler and make the inoculation specifically to each individual mutant, which right. was I thought a very interesting detail and is kind of crappy. Because that's I, I, I thought that was actually, and I, you know, I might be a bit geeky on this one, but that was actually my favourite detail <laughs> because it just explains so much as to why there can't be like a blanket cure and that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, I, I kind of agree with you that it was sort of, you know, have five dollars. What would that be? Is about three pounds fifty. I don't mind paying here. it. So and three pounds fifty is, it... is nothing for me, really. Well, I, I say it's nothing. It's mm. it's it's a lunch basically. And, well, uh, you know, the the issue itself was actually leaked on 4chan by some. some well, that sucks. I'm glad I stayed do well. Yeah. Um, so I will. Uh, I imagine the sales uh, will be quite low on this one uh, because everyone and their brother was was reading a leaked copy. Um, that's a that's a that's shitty. Yeah. yeah. I hate um, that. Now, it, but like you say, it, there are. Some neat stuff. I think that it, it will not be essential reading for anyone who wants to move forward into reading the first issue of IVX. But no. a lot of cool things do happen, um, and it's it's very it's much had a lot of development for ISO. I think. Yes. Yeah, some cool and a lot of you know Charles Soule. I mean, I got to give him props because he made the Beast come off as likable, uh, <laughs> Hank McCoy, uh, which is quite. A stunt because the assassination of Hank McCoy's character has has transpired over the last decade, countless books and numerous authors, and I've come to just loathe the character. But here in this issue, I felt bad for him. I, I, I you know, just seeing his optimism slowly fade as he realized he's not going to be able to divine a cure for the Empox. Um, does my does heart it? Went out does it say something about my sort of morality? Because I, I kind of follow. I think Beast is actually a really good character, and I really like Beast. I like Beast. I, I mean, I, not that like once again, what I my experience with Beast is like the '90s cartoon show and what I've seen in, in humans, and I I've always kind of liked Beast. Oh, he started off wonderful. He started off a great character. I mean, back back in the day when he was in the Avengers, he was always singing show tunes. He was best friends with Wonder <laughs> Man. He was he was hilarious. He was yeah. wonderful. But then he became so sanctimonious, and he was always doing these terrible things. And he brought the original five back from the from the past. So I, I don't. To, I really to, don't to understand. Like I really don't understand why that's such a bad thing. And it, <laughs> because all it spawned was a really terrible event. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, that's all. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it, all 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 it's done. I mean, you know, let's look at it from a company perspective of Marvel. It's brought back, to be, you know, Marvel to be able to tell these stories of the original five again, and not be in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's potentially it's going to kind of break the Marvel universe, but who cares? <laughs> Well, who said? Well, it's already been broken once, (laughs) and how many times has it been? Well, not once, more than once. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's technically an entirely new universe now. So, right. Well, we can we can put a pin in it because I uh, we're not going to agree on this one. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. So, so that was like that was my favorite part was that detail that they'd have to inoculate, you know, to, to cure them, it would have to be tailored to every individual mutant in the world, and that's just insane. I think the other detail is that the Terrigen cloud is depositing the Terrigen, I guess, uniformly across the Earth, so it doesn't matter it's that bonding. the cloud is there, it's, it's going to affect them, even if the cloud wasn't there at this point, is what I'm right. kind of reading from that. 
it's rapidly reaching saturation saturation rate will where it will bond with the nitrogen molecules in the uh, in the atmosphere and that's not how science works but this is this is how it is in the story so in a few months um two weeks isn't it i don't know what i think it's it's soon soon Earth will be completely uninhabitable for mutants. So, but I, I think running out of time. Don't don't you see that with um, kind of carbon in the atmosphere where it bonds with the water in the in the oceans? Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of like that, but not. <laughs> well, it, it it's. It, I mean, I suppose something could be said that it's about you know it's kind of a warning about global warming or something like that. But I yeah. think what it is is that it's it's making um, a conflict between. Um, the mutants and the inhumans absolutely inevitable. There's no way in which uh, a compromise can be found. Either the mutants die or the Terrigen Cloud is destroyed. And actually um, speaking of the Terrigen Cloud, there was an in- that interesting scene um, earlier in the issue where Medusa's talking to three young children and they say the cloud's coming and you're going to stand and you're going to undergo your terrigenesis. Which, so I guess that they and those kids look younger than Arella whoa, whoa, whoa. and Trash. That 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 comic that hasn't happened yet. Oh shit! Well, that's something. Was that? <laughs> well, that's that's that the preview the... for for issue one. Is that? <laughs> oh, sorry guys. Well, if it was a preview, then I'm not spoiling anything because it's a preview. Yeah. I was gonna say I, I I think I've I think I've seen that, but I know exactly what I you're talking about. I thought that was about. interesting for that preview for IVX one. Mm-hmm. So that kind of explains what they're kind of doing with the cloud for Terrigenesis for the Inhumans, I guess, mm. at Adelant. So any um, any predictions on the? On the story, yeah. Other than it'll right. end exactly the same as it began. I, I think the Terrigen Cloud is is going to be destroyed. I think the I think the so. story of the Terrigen Cloud has run its course, and then this will precipitate uh, the Inhumans, the Royals, going off into outer space to discover, ascertain some new means of engendering Terrigenesis to the next generation of Inhumans. Either that, or they will find new crystals somewhere on the Earth. I mean, there's a cover. Well, you the have the crystals issues. in Oodaland from All New and Humans. They still have crystals. Yeah, but that's like a, a very small supply. It's, uh, but can't they grow them? <laughs> well, like well, they... you get hacksaw no, it's coming a, off. It's a, a natural occurring. Well, it's, now it seems to See, be. Where did I read it that they they were able to grow them? Uh, was that not like, an Agents of Shield? No. Okay. It was actually in one of the Inhuman books I read, and I can't yeah, remember which I, one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember reading that as well. So I have a feeling it was in the Inhuman book, because that was the one with Lash and stuff. And I have a feeling it was something to do with Lash and, I don't know, maybe... Maybe I remember it right or wrong, I don't know. I don't know either. Well, regular crystals don't work that way, so maybe reg- these crystals do. It's like it's like a um, uh, chia pet. There you go. <laughs> or they're adapting the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. theory and they're putting it in the comics now, which is entirely possible too, but <laughs> that'll, you're right, it's going to launch our royals into space. So, was, uh, was there any, um, sort of backtracked a bit, I know, so was there any resolution on Sky Spears? I've completely no. forgotten. No. So, Sky Spears potential involvement in OVX, do you reckon? Do you reckon it's going to be a big... Part, I think I hope yeah. so because I would like an answer to them because I think they are they are tied with the cloud, and I also think they're tied with the royals probably going out into space. Now, um, it was interesting to bring up Civil War Two, the mm. recent issue, um, Ulysses Ulysses saw a future where the Inhumans all left Earth, and oh, okay. um, so it looks like instead of all the Inhumans leaving Earth for IVX, we just have the royals leaving Earth for IVX. So, or I'm um, after IVX. So. I think that vision um, in Civil War Two might be something to kind of keep an eye on. I, I, yeah, it's possible. I think um, the Sky Spears will be revealed as the reason why the Terrigen became uh, suddenly uh, deleterious to mutants, yes. whereas before it hadn't been. Um, the, the 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 writing on the spears themselves is not Cree, but I think it'll turn out to be celestial. Which yes. are the big um, space gods from the Eternals, um, and the Inhumans themselves are hybrid human Eternals. Um, I thought they were in the TV show and they in Agents of well, Shield. The Kree, they're, they're, they didn't even the Kree make them in the comics too. They kind of did, but it was kind of a bit of a 
a bit of a uh, primordial ooze more than anything. Well, of... all right, here's... <laughs> Help us, Doc. We're yeah, okay. In the TV show, Inhumans are hybrid human Kree. In the comics, the Kree make the Inhumans, but they use... Um, they use eternal DNA that they splice together with Cro-Magnum DNA to create a hybrid. Um, uh-huh. Because there we go. the Kree had reached some sort of evolutionary apex and they couldn't evolve anymore. And that, that, that meant they needed to go seek out new beings who could because they couldn't do this. Uh, they couldn't bind their own DNA with eternal DNA. But they could do that with, with the cavemen were living on Earth at the time. So it's never really been explored, the, the connection between the uh, Inhumans and the Eternals. And perhaps that's something that um, Al Ewing will explore in Royals. Um, so he might, you know, we, we might get a resolution as to what the Sky Spheres are, or it might just be handed off to Ewing to take care of. In Ewing's good with continuity, so yeah. I, Ewing I trust. And I think I'm, I'm, you know, going back to Royals and stuff, uh, I, I think if you're going out of IVX and the whole stuff with the Earthbound kind of, you know, and a good Earth story, which is what it's been, uh, I'm really looking forward to a good kind of um, galactic, you know, space faring kind of. Oh yeah, book. I mean the Inhumans are are much much better as science fiction characters than superhero characters. Yes, I mean I, I think Soul's done yeoman service in making them more superhero esque, but at their heart they're they're they're, they're sci fi characters. Right, but yeah. that makes me worry about the new humans. I mean, I'm glad we have the book for the Inhumans Left on Earth, which is what Secret Warriors is, but yeah. I really would like another. I'm I'm greedy. I want another. <laughs> I want another group book that's the other, the other new humans, Frank and Reader and Iso and. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, X Men are getting gold and blue and all of the various other books, and yeah, I do, I do feel that Inhumans are. Down, <laughs> yeah. Well, here, here, you know, going back for a quick second, I, I sorry, think, yeah. you know, the, the the Inhumans have, uh, they're great. One of the things they don't have is. A good rogues gallery. I mean, I think Maximus is a wonderful villain. I hope we see much more of him soon. <laughs> I want it. An IVX. All I want is an Emma and Max showdown. That's all well, that's, I want, that and I'll good. be happy. That'd be good. That's what I'm getting at. Is that I think that Emma Frost is going to prove one of the better uh, foils to the Inhumans that we've seen. I think she is going to be a great enemy of the Inhumans. That um, uh, you know, she won't be a full fledged villain in the traditional sense, but she will be a villain to the Inhumans, and I think uh, she is going to I be just, a tough hurdle for them. I look forward to her and Max. Yeah. Or, uh, what would be more frightening is that if Max decided to join forces with her, because that's Max. Because yeah. <laughs> I can see that, too. You can't you can't really predict him, but you can. Um, and the two of them on page together is too good to pass up. I hope that they... Uh, that they they feature that in some shape or form. Yeah, but then um, Ewing stated going back out of um, coming out of IVX, um, he stated that Ronan's going to be showing up, and I mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast. But um, I was actually kind of having a bit of a discussion with some other fans, um, and they were thinking like they were saying, "Oh well, Crystal chose to leave Ronan, but she really." didn't she was forced to so she's forced to marry the guy she actually falls in love with the guy and then just as you know things are getting really good for her black bull medusa are like no you can't be married to him anymore because of his prophecy so we're gonna break you guys up <laughs> so well, it, it wasn't just black i mean it was part of the treaty that black bolt and the supreme intelligence came to is that we'll 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 be at peace but you you have to annul this marriage between Crystal and Ronan. And uh, it was pretty heartbreaking. I remember that scene quite well. I, I think Nick Dragoda did the illustration, and it was, it was done without dialogue. It was just Ronan being kind of dragged away from Crystal, and they were both just in agony. Um, Which I wish, once again, that we had been able to see how Crystal felt all about that, and I hope Ewing explores that too, coming up in... Um royals because apparently um they will be encountering him and i want to see how that goes i think that'll be interesting well i i don't want i don't want crystal to get you know put back into position where all of her stories are about her 
her ro- romantic right. life. I don't either, but here's where it's 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 kind of, and that's where the interview kind of stated too with Ewing. He said, oh, well, he made it sound like it was Crystal's choice and that he's not happy with Crystal, but it's really not Crystal's fault. Yeah. Like, that's, and that's where I'm hoping Ewing really pays attention to what. Well, Ronan's not exactly the most clear-headed uh, no. sort. I mean, he, he... This is true. Yeah, I was going to say, of recent times, he's, he, obviously with the Guardians of the Galaxy movie came out in well, isn't 2014. He still, like, in, kind of... Isn't he still, like, possessed by the Black Vortex or something right now? Probably. I don't, I don't know. But, and again, the, the movie version of Ronan is a far cry from the... Well, he's dead. <laughs> well, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Yeah. He, was de- he was awful, too. I mean, I mean no, yeah. the character was cool, and I thought that um, Lee Pace was fantastic in portraying him, but, the, but he was evil. He was... A zealot and a maniac, and uh, the the comic book Ronin is a little more noble. Than yeah, that. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, they kind of they kind of brought him back for the Black Vortex, I guess. But uh, which which again was one of the original five escapades coming out of. Oh Bandit yeah, versus, yeah. <laughs> and and, and uh, Thane was in that one as well, right? Yeah, yeah. What well, he was, uh, yeah. The um, was he an inhuman the... at that point? Was he yes, I think so. Yeah, okay. he was. He was a part of the. Was he a part of the Black Order? Was it? I, I, you know, it's remnants of it. Yeah. It, 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 again, it was a. Hey, this could be the most amazing crossover you'll ever have seen. Even though we did a crossover with the Guardians of the Galaxy, not not more than six months ago. And then you get it, and it's kind of, ugh. and it was like twelve, like it's like twelve parts. Good lord. And it it was just every single book that had featured any character from that crossover was involved. So so it was like Guardians of the Galaxy book was involved, and then Guardians Team Up was involved, and yeah, I think Captain Marvel was involved in it too. Um, possibly, yeah. yeah. So that I think I know it was because I was just rereading that, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> so um. So I guess that's where we're at. We're at IVX with um, basically the one little detail there, and then what's going, how it's, we all think it's going to end. We'll see. I hope this. Well, I think it's going to be good. I, 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 I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's, it's just... I, what, what, what particular matchups are are you guys looking forward to seeing? What, what sort of Crystal uh... and Storm? Because Crystal I think Crystal Storm. is far more powerful than she's been portrayed as, and I'll be pissed if she doesn't put up a good fight. Well, no, because you said earlier they just like they just sort of have a little conversation, be alright, sort it out. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably what's going to happen because those two are pretty. I mean, well, Crystal has a temper and she's a redhead, I, but I think I think if they were forced to fight, it would be a good fight. It'd be a good and fight. And I want to see I, Adam. I was, who I, do you want to see fight? Uh, Magneto and Black Bolt. Oh snap! That's going to be a tough one. Yeah, too. I, I think that would be the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the greatest thing, I think. Again, it goes and with my. Obviously, Max and Emma. Well, yeah. Max and Emma. Is Emma Frost I, I... like? Is Emma Frost actually definitely a part of? Well, obviously she is. I'm coming out of definitely. Oh yes. But... Oh, absolutely. She's, She's crucial. In... She on the cover. Yeah. Then... I she think... was a big part of the IVX zero. Yeah, yeah good point. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, she was walking the, around. The, the preview images I've seen show um, Emma sitting. In Black Bolt's uh, man cave at the uh, at the quiet room, um, and so I think the first the first uh, uh, the first um, battle will actually be between those two. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, as powerful as Black Bolt is, he's actually quite vulnerable to mind control. I mean, Maximus has controlled his mind more times than I can count, so I can only imagine that Emma could. Do the same. Oh yeah, very but, easily. And also, is is diamond? Um, uh, what's the word? Is it? Could it withstand the kind of sonic force that Black Bolt could do? Or coming out of Uncanny well, Humans? <laughs> does will he have his voice I, I for this? Know. He will I have think, his voice. Yeah. I, and I mean, real diamonds in real life? No, they would shatter like dust. But I think what. Chris, what uh, Emma is made out of is something stronger than diamonds. I, yeah. I imagine it will be uh, enough. To, I mean, because he won't open up um, in the, oh, in the, the heart the of Manhattan because he'll destroy the entire Triborough neighborhood. I mean, it, everything north of, of the Bronx would be absolutely devastated. Um, right. So he can't do that. I, I have I no thought... idea where these places are. 
That's okay. Speaking <laughs> of uh, Emma's wait, diamond wait, wait. form, no, I love. Okay, go. No, I like that scene where he's with Magneto. Like, well, first of all, in the opening of IVX Zero, she's she's jumping off the cliff repeatedly and trying to be able to transform to her diamond form faster. And then later yes. in the book, um, Magneto tries to like throw a knife at her, and she was able to transform quick. And at, I at her really behest, terrible. she asks him. She says, "At some point, I want you to try and kill me. I'm I'm trying to hone my skills." Oh, I missed that part. I guess. I, so I, just I think it was. Though. I thought that was fantastic. I don't forget her. She has got the the whole tele, uh, you know, telepathy kind of power. So if she's listening right. out to everyone, or yeah. you know, because like it showed Sabretooth, they go what, and and the knife sort of falling out of his hands, and uh, so I, I'm guessing that that's probably to do with it as well. You know, just being able to listen to everyone and still have com- concentration actually on a conversation well, going on. What she wanted to do that. was to. Uh, accelerate the the rate at which she can go from her human form to her crystalline form at like a split second notice. Yeah. So that that she'll be ready that the moment that Black Bolt opens his mouth or makes an utterance that she can go from human form to diamond form in the blink of an eye and be able to uh, protect herself from his powers. Mm-hmm. So she's prepping herself to take him off the board. Um, and the other images show. Uh, Jean Grey, the younger Jean Grey, uh, encountering Karnak. Uh, <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> so the, the 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 their 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 strategy is is a two prong. They 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 want to take Black Bolt and Karnak out, and then they feel they have a shot against the Inhumans. So I think that's how IVX One is going to start with with their the first salvo being take out Black Bolt, take out Karnak. Then we can beat the rest. And then IVX2 will be Medusa going to uh, Maximus. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, I, I, I think the, the kids, the youngsters, the, the new... Yeah, they're going to be the stars of the show, I think. Yeah, I do hope They'll so. be the stars of the second act um, but, um, to sort of the what, what would be titled The Inhuman Strike Back. Um, <laughs> uh, and, um, what about Return of the uh, X-Men? Is that going to be a one down the end? <laughs> I, I'm afraid so. I think that this, and I, you know, as loath as I am to see the Inhumans lose anything, I, I kind of want them to lose because I, I think that the Terrigen Cloud has run its course. I think it needs to go. I do so too, that yeah. the next chapter of the Inhumans mythos can take place. Also, it'll get the X Men fans off our backs. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Which will be I'm nice. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't. I, I know there are very many nice X Men fans, but honestly, guys. Yeah. It really is tiring to go to my little inhuman safe places on the web and just be spot on. So, <laughs> well, it's just the vocal ones. I I think the ninety nine point nine percent of X fans are wonderful people, but that one percent they really can ruin your day. They really um, can. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. <laughs> we digress. Yeah. Um. In any case, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I, I like the creative team. I think the artist, uh, his name is Lou, last name. I don't know how to pronounce his first name. <laughs> uh, he's doing the art for. He did he did a lot of. Um, is he doing uh, IVX one as well? Was Kenneth Rockefort just a one shot in zero, or is Kenneth doing some of them too? I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to look at the solicitations again. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, because like I think I um, mentioned earlier, if I didn't, then I, I'll say that the art was really, really great in this this issue. It was um, it was Kenneth Rockefeller. I love his art. What yeah, he did in the Ultimates was amazing. So, I mean, I, I particularly yeah, like Magneto. And I thought, so. yeah. yeah, he looked good. Um, and also, I, I love the way he illustrated ISO. Yeah, you know because. Uh, She's, she's. I mean, looks aren't everything, but they've been portraying her as somewhat homely looking in some of the last, I- more recent issues of Uncanny X Men, and and they made her quite gorgeous well, in in issue zero of IVX. So I was like, oh, good, she's a good looking girl. <laughs> oh come on, really? Don't hear your wife say that. Don't let your wife hear you say that even. She doesn't get. I did not have a problem with how I did not have a problem with how ISO looked in previous issues of anything. So that's just my my point. Yeah, that's fair enough. The the artist is uh, Lanille Francis Yu for issue one, and 
although I couldn't remember his name, I really do like his art. Yeah, um, I do. He as did well. a lot of the new, new Avengers books back when Bendis was writing, and he does he does really cool stuff. Mm. Um, I don't know who's doing issue three. It looks like uh, it's going to be Javier Garen. That's pretty cool. Oh, that'll be good. Um, Excellent. So we got a great artist team, and. Um, I'm looking forward to the next podcast where we'll, we can talk more about what's actually happened in IVX. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that'd be good. So, so on that we'll note. Have, we're on IVX. We'll have hopefully more news on uh, the TV show. Like, hopefully we'll have a director or something by then, I hope. Maybe. Probably not. Just yeah. Um. So I guess that's it for now, guys. Thank you for listening. Um. We got some giveaways. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Who are, what are we giving away this time? I've got the latest issue of Uncanny and Humans, along with the latest issue of uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, and the code for IVX Zero. For oh, those of you who haven't gotten it off of 4chan. <laughs> so, right? <laughs> if, you so wanna, if you want to get you... it legit. Oh, by the way, guys, if you um, are a Marvel Insider and we give you codes, you do get points to Marvel Insider. Wait, what? Keep what's that in Marvel, mind. What's Marvel yeah. Insider? Oh, I'm not getting paid for this either. It's a little club thing you can do, and it gets you into extra panels that no one else can get in at conventions. It's fun. Oh, and uh, if you get 700,000 Marvel Insider points, they'll draw you in a comic, which is what I'm trying what? to do. What? 700,000? Yeah. You're going to be in a comic? No, I don't have that many points yet. I don't have that much money. <laughs> right? So, well, you go to conventions, and then you go to the panels that you can get in, and you get like 20,000 points a pop. So... Terrific. Wow. Yes, keep that in mind. So um, send us an email and we wow. will send you a code. Let us know what you think. Yeah. And if there's uh, other additional and human material you would like us to address in future episodes, please let us know. We'll be happy to oblige. And that and that goes for reviews and that on the website as well, I suppose, because um, the website is get into how we want it. Um, the website's www.atalanrising.com and the email is the show at atalanrising.com so that's where you send your emails we would love to hear from you I do check emails uh, fairly regularly so please email us we'd love to hear from you thank you for listening thank you yes thank you till next time